Hello and warm welcome to the TNC podcast, your weekly Norwich City therapy session. Jack Reeve and Chris Reeve to guide you through proceedings. The uh, the run order today looks bleak. <laughs> how are you, mate? Um, don't ask me how I am are we gonna when cr- you know how I am. Are we going to laugh or cry or both? Well, I think it's at the point where if you don't laugh, you will cry. I think there's a chance I laugh and then cry. I actually did laugh at a few points yeah. of that Swansea so, game. You know what the there funny... There were some horrific, horrific moments. Guess what my funniest moment was. Go on. No, just have a guess. Because I genuinely was burst it, into laughter um, when I saw this. God, I don't know. I couldn't even think. Go on. It was when I think we were either one or two nil down. And we, we'd created a few chances but yeah. missed them. <laughs> and Ida got himself a yard out from goal and the flag had gone up. Yeah. Oh, but he, he, yeah, he, 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 readied, yeah. he readied himself and positioned himself and still missed the goal. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. That moment sums up our season. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Where do, where do we yeah, start, Chris? I, because, well, because on last week's episode, it was, it was, it was grim, but there was a... We l- got through There it, was though. a level of optimism because we had QPR yeah. and we had Swansea. Yeah. Two games on paper that we probably should be winning if yes, we wanted to get in the playoffs. Obviously. We were two points off at that point, and we said if we'd have won those two games, we'd be in the playoffs. Yes, it, that still applies. We would have been in the playoffs if we'd have won those two games. What actually happened was we drew away to QPR thanks to an Adam Eda shin, and it's we brilliant, got brilliant goal. utterly humiliated by Russell Martin Swansea. It was a Russell romping, a Martin mauling. A Martin Mauling and a Russell Romping. Mm. Uh, I don't know where to begin, but what we should say is... Um, Strap yourself thing, in. Yeah, things are uh, boiling over. Mm. And rest assured, we will cover everything to, in this podcast. Hopefully. We, we are not going to um, leave out criticism of anyone. That includes... David Wagner, obviously the obvious is, is of course Stuart Webber and the board. We'll talk about the fan feeling that toxicity inside Carrow Road. We're going to cover as many of your questions as possible. I think there's like 80 questions which we'll get to later on. So, um, but I think we should start with with the just the collapse. Yeah, versus it, Swansea. It, it it was remarkable. I've ne- I, I can't remember the last time I saw a downing of tools quite that bad. And 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 we've seen it in the Premier League a few times, like Man City, Chelsea, where we've been beaten by seven or whatever. That they're never like they're unforgivable. But yeah. you're against sides worth half a billion quid, right? Yeah. We were up against the Swansea side here, who knocked it about well, and they're clearly well drilled under Russell Martin. But it's Swansea and their mid table in the Championship. <laughs> And they made Not us anymore. look Little. humiliating. And the and the the really saddening thing for me was whether you're angry at Stuart Webber, at Wagner, at Delia Smith, whoever you're angry at, a, a large portion of the anger on Saturday has to be directed towards those players, because what I saw was eleven players and Wagner, to be fair, and Wagner. And we'll get on to him. Eleven players who have been consistently poor this season. Yeah. Going, you know what? I can't be asked. And for the first, I think yeah. that was the that was the only one of the only games this season where I've looked at them and gone, that lacked effort, and that was what really disappointed me. And you know that that sort of phrase of you know throwing in the towel or um, you know they don't care or they don't. Of course they care, but 
they are so shot of confidence and they are a shadow of them of their former selves mm. even in their in their their good periods both individually as a team jack it's it's worrying and and to back up the emotion of um you know they they gave up um mm. i would maybe say they didn't want it enough so isn't it amazing how swansea believe they can get playoffs mm. And they wanted it more, and now they're level on points yeah. for us. But yet we know it's dead and buried. Yeah. Anyway, the stats. I put myself through the stats. Did you? Do you wish you hadn't? Yes, but it's. I haven't looked at these, it, so these could be re- these could be revealing. For me. And I'm not going to talk about XG because people know my thoughts on that bullshit. But what I will say, well, just is, highlight it because I, I quite like it. As okay, an fine. Expected goals for Norwich City, zero point seven five. Okay. Expected goals for Swansea. 2.22 okay I'm not sure what that means but hopefully it made you happy um, here's where I go horror show <laughs> passes 260 Norwich had 260 Norwich had 260 Swansea had 942 oh, hell. wow for me not only did we not wow it's not just the passing oh, like that's that's a key indicator there what was obviously. the possession numbers I'll get there. Hang on a minute. Uh, I've not got it on my screenshot. Fine. Um, I'll find it. But, but, but obviously it would have been 70-20 or something like that. Let me know in the That's comments. That's 90. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Been one Honestly. of those weeks. <laughs> it has been one of those. Trust me, it's been one of those weeks. The thing for me, Jack, is we don't even... We don't even press enough. This is one of the things that... This is one of the things that... Um, I need to be careful. Oh fuck it! I'll just say it. This is one of the things that Anel told me about when he was playing under D- Dean Smith. The boys weren't running enough, and under Daniel Farker, the minimum expectancy was that you ran ten k per game. Like if you're under ten k, you're getting a bollocking, yeah. Mm. And obviously, plus double sessions, etc., etc., which arguably was too much because you've got injuries and so on and so forth. Anyway, the thing that I looked at that game and I was like, yeah. They're not running enough. Mm. We're passive. We're not pressing enough. They look devoid of confidence. We couldn't string more than four passes together. Mm. And do you know what, Jack? We saw it at keep. Well, obviously we saw it at Middlesbrough, which was a car crash. We saw it against QPR as well. We've seen it for a third game in the row now against Swansea. We don't even look like scoring. We're not mm. even a semi on. Mm. We don't. There's nothing about this side to get you mildly excited, mm. and when your football team is not giving you a semi on moving forwards, you know you're in big trouble, mm. and that is what we are right I now. I think I think it's it's concerning, Chris. You mentioned their passes, and it kind of plays into what I've been thinking over the last few weeks. Is both on and off the pitch, I now don't know what our, what Norwich City's identity is, and I think the most pleasing thing in the early Weber Farker days. However that turned out was we knew what we were about and whether we won or yeah. we lost, we you could yeah. see a philosophy and that transferred into all areas of the football club. Yeah. And I now look at this Norwich side and on the pitch, I don't know if we're direct or we, we try and keep the ball or we try and counter. Yeah. Every game is different. Every formation says something else. And then I look at the recruitment and it's all over the place. And then I look at the messaging from... Everything from socials to the deals we're signing. I'm going, what are we? Yeah. 
Yeah, like, no, I think I agree. we've become incredibly confused. Yeah, and I think this happens sometimes with football clubs who are chasing Premier League survival, and they come down, and it's like, okay, are we are we playoffs? Are we automatics? Yeah. Are we financially where are we at? I think we've got a lot of confused people at this football club with no clear direction. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time, and we'll go into it in more detail. I do think it's time that our mission and purpose as a club is redirected, as well as obviously taking accountability and responsibility for what's gone wrong yet again. It's mm. obviously very important. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go on forever. I, I, think, I think the, like, Stuart and Zoe and the board and Wagner may disagree with my point, right? Of like, maybe they think they're not confused, but they're not communicating it. And that's what, and this is where the issue comes, is I think that the really good thing Weber was he what he was really good at when he first came in because it wasn't plain sailing straight away. I think people forget yeah. the first season. Yeah. I think people just go straight to Pukki and Wendy promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were issues in that first season. There was turbulence, yeah. but he constantly came mm. out and he said, "This is what I'm trying mm. to do. This is what I'm going to, you yeah. know, this is this is what I'm trying to do. This is how I'm doing it. This is how I want it to look." And we need that again now. And we need it. The problem is, is you've now got. And, I, and I'm not going to class us in the media, right? I'm looking at BBC, Athletic, yes. Pinkett. The proper journalists. And they are and they are angry because they haven't been giving access. And, and I think yeah. we've seen this accumulate over, over the course of a few months. But I'm looking at some of their comments after the game on Saturday. And I think all of them were well within their rights. I don't think any of them oh, yeah, were absolutely, right. Yeah. I'm going, Phew. Yeah, 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 Phew. yeah. They're yeah, angry. Yeah, and, and but 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 good because Absolutely. they care. And Absolutely, good. I'm but pleased what people I, are what, getting angry. What I mean is here, here, Chris is the club have so much work to not yeah. only get the fans back on board, but to get the guys who are messaging the likes of Michael Bailey, the likes yeah. of Rob Butler, Connor Southwell, not yeah. Southall. And I'm and I'm looking at these guys and going, good luck getting them back on board. But that's the same for lots of things. And obviously Stuart Webber, which we'll come on to in a minute about, you know, getting people back on board again. I'm not sure. I'll be honest, Jack. I don't think under this Norwich City hierarchy, the situation, the fan feeling is recoverable. Really? As I've said in the previous podcast, I'll say it loud and clear again. All signs point to the Atanasios. We have put all of our chips on the Yanks and we're hoping we're hoping it comes in. I'm very optimistic, by the way, and I understand that we're now at a stage where we're just going through the the legal bit, so I'm told. So don't worry, there are there are a few fans wetting their pants about oh the Yanks are gonna run off and blah blah blah. Which uh, having it gone quiet is an understandable position. A hundred percent, but please do not worry it's going to go through it's just going through legal. To, to, to play de- de- devil's advocate here though Chris you know we, we were lucky enough to speak to the Atanasios one of the reasons they bought into the vision of Norwich City yeah. was down to Zoe and was down to Stuart yeah. so, so are you saying not entirely though not entirely but if they didn't like them they wouldn't have come this far what I'm saying to you is do you think if you, if, if you think this could be the, 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 the reason for change, that they would realistically come in and get rid of those at the, at the top. Is that, or, or are you, are you referring to something else? I don't know. I also think that's phase two. Let's get there. Mm. I think my but, but, thing is, let's just get the Yanks in because this club desperately needs money. People said, 
and oh let's stay in the championship because it's more fun they said oh you know but, but what people haven't considered as much as they should have done is just how financially fucked we are but i think chris the the problems lie deeper go because and the reason i say this and the reason i don't think say the asanasios come in right and chuck 80 million at us yeah i don't think we go up and i'll tell you why because our front three of let's just say josh Sargent. I know he's not here, but we signed him. Milo Rashica and Christos Jolis. That's 30 million quid. So what happens if they come in and go, okay, we, we, we are fully committed. Here's 50 million pounds. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Well, see, this is the thing, Jack, because what I'm now in a place of, finally, I've been ground down to the point now where, of course, I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic that if that scenario was to happen, they pump in 50 to 80. By the way, I don't think I'm, they will. I'm plucking I'm Let's, let's just talk, let's there, just yeah. you, you know, use that as a case study. By the way, I think 50 million quid is probably the minimum to knock on the door for the playoffs with an already well-set team. Mm. Don't forget, we need wholesale changes. Mm. And we've only got three or four sellable assets in the squad right now that are in and around the eight to 10 million pound mark. We need at least 50. The thing is, I don't believe that we will recruit well enough mm. anymore. Well, this is what I'm saying. I don't. I, d- I don't. And the last nail in the coffin for me was signing Isaac Hayden injured and him basically kicking the ball three times for us all season mm. and getting my hopes up about that again. So I don't I don't believe that we will recruit right. Look, I hope, you know, the scouts and Stuart, you know, prove my comments wrong, but I don't think they'll be proved wrong. I want to just quickly switch back to your philosophy point, Jack, if that's all right to talk about David Wagner because I think there's now a conversation of, well, hang on a minute, David Wagner's record is worse than Dean Smith's. Mm. I think there's I think there's some important, you know, meat on the bone to add there yeah. and a lot of context. I don't think it's as black and white as that. Um, my gut says I trust David Wagner. Okay. And what people have forgotten is not only did David Wagner get Huddersfield up to the Premier League, kept them in the Premier League and Huddersfield are by far a smaller football club than Norwich City fact-ish <laughs> their fans will argue but I think we can all agree yeah. even the Huddersfield fans with their heads screwed on will say they're a smaller club than us so he's kept, he's got experience of doing what we aspire to do and you saw at the start you know that new manager bounce of that, that switch of right this is how we're going to do things now to try and attack games and be more possession-based, etc., etc. But it was paper over cracks. But that's because of what he's got at his disposal. I would start to criticise some of the substitutions or lack of. We saw that at Swansea. Basically, just said I'm not exposing any of these boys to this. I don't. I think we. I think we pretty much just threw the towel in. I think I, that's pretty. I obvious. think my concern would be, and I think you're right. There are caveats. You've got. He's he's been without Hanley Gibson and McLean. Such, Whatever you think of those such three, a good point. it's a spine and experience. Whatever you think of Todd Cantwell, he's without him, and I think he's a talented player. Yeah. Regardless of your opinion on Cantwell, have you mentioned Dowell? Player. Have you mentioned Dowell? Dowell is a huge miss. What I w- what does concern me, and it's not just the Swansea game, it's QPR, it's Rotherham, mm-hmm. it's all of the games that came before that. I don't know what Wagner's trying to do. Well, because I'm it, seeing three up front, I'm seeing two up front, I'm yes, seeing one up yes, front. Yes, Jack, but that's because he's had injured players and he's trying to do anything to get these boys going but, because he can't. But this, but okay, so there's so an, go, okay, so there's another issue in there. Go on. He's tried 
plenty and nothing's worked. And yeah, I'm that... going, he's, he's had a long while. I'm, look, I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying I want him out, but I'm saying it would be unjust yeah. to not criticise. No, no, no. And I absolutely, to be crystal clear, obviously people on social media will twist it up, but to try to be crystal clear, I am no, in no way, shape or form saying that Wagner shouldn't be criticised because he, I think we're now at the point where we need results, big boy. Mm. This is getting embarrassing. Well, actually, sorry, it's already embarrassing. Mm. You, you, you draw against Rotherham, you get absolutely mullered by Middlesbrough, but then you're looking for a reaction and you draw away at Queen's Park Rangers, which is the worst result of the season. It was a horrendous game. They couldn't buy a result, and we gave them one on a silver platter, Mm. bent over and said, here you go, give us some. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. And and then you get trounced by by Swansea at home. We've not scored in four home games now, Jack. It was was remarkable. I was in the the pub with my friends before the game, and... um, and my friend was going. I missed. I think he. I think he'd missed a couple of games since Christmas, and he hadn't seen Norwich score since before Christmas. I think the last time we scored at home was in our last win when we beat yeah. um, Birmingham. Or who was it? We beat at home. I can't. Birmingham. We beat at home. We the beat Nunes, Birmingham. The there was Nunes another Cardiff. one. It was Cardiff. Cardiff. That's it. We haven't scored it. Like, and and this is the thing: is the vast majority of Norwich fans will only watch Norwich every other week at home. They haven't seen a goal scored in the championship since mid-February. That is unforgivable. Yeah, like, like, no, and so this is my point. Like, I do think it's at the point now where absolutely, you know, David Wagner's up for criticism, but he will know that. He will understand that. He knew the task that he had ahead. And what I would say is, as much as I was trying to poke out of David Wagner on the podcast, can we dream of Wembley, David? Mm. He weren't having any of it. He was instantly setting expectations low because... He clearly knew the amount of work that he had to do with with the bargain basement boys that we've got, and, mm. and and I'm sorry, like I know I know a lot of the players watch this podcast, but lads, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful what we're seeing on the pitch, and um, you know, you know, and I'm sorry to sound like Roy Keane, but just a bit of fucking fight wouldn't go with Miss, yeah. And I'm not talking about Sam McCallum, last man, you know, barging mm. to his man. Just take someone out. Just show the fans that you care, please. And this is something else that's bored my piss, by the way, right? Congratulations to Anel Hernandez for getting his well-deserved contract. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. And this just made me giggle. After the get, he's the only person that's actually speaking to the fans sharing things publicly and even after the Swansea game he went up to the bloke that was giving him nuisance in the snake pit and he had a reasonable human to human conversation at the end they shook hands mm. good and I highlighted that and the, there was a handful of reaction which was it doesn't matter it's all about what, is, what happens on the pitch and blah 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 I know that guys I'm not saying because O'Neill says sorry, it means he can get away with poor performances. He himself will know the last two games have not been good enough. They haven't been good enough. He's not void of criticism. All I'm saying is at least he's apologising and taking accountability and responsibility for the shit show that we're getting served up time after time. I think the Hernandez situation is fascinating and I echo those thoughts, Chris. I think he does deserve the new contract and I think he's been 
the, the standout player since Wagner's come in. And this is no slight on Onel at all, but it, and it does prove the position that Norwich are in now, and, and certainly recruitment-wise, that the most excited about a player we are is someone who was loaned out, and I know he was maybe forced out or whatever, but he was deemed by the football club not good enough, right? And, and, and just let me say my bit. Of course. Because I know, like... <laughs> no, 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 you're right. You are right. So we've gone from having a player who was deemed not good enough for the situation at the time to now having a player who they're throwing a contract at, and rightly so, yeah. because he, he gets it, he cares, and his performances have been good on the majority of the season. He's contributed, the but numbers it, are there. But, but again, it shows the misalignment of where we're trying to go. And is it, yeah, and I, that's not on else fault. Agreed, and that is that's what I wanted to hear from you and any other sensible Norwich fan. It's not O'Neill's you, fault. You're not calling me a sensible fan. And I think you know we need you know players that bleed yellow and green. I, th- I think I tweeted something when he got his new contract. Um, born in Cuba, um, uh, learned in Germany and adopted in Norfolk or something like that. And like he really is one of us now. And, and I'm so proud he wears yellow. I, I did, pe- I, we need more players in this squad like O'Neill. I saw Huck's reply to you and to a level I, like, I get Well, he's had that. a beer and he'd misunderstood my point. And, 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 I, and I'll say that to Huck's face as well. And we're on a level. I, I know, but what I'm, if, if, he, if he misunderstood your point or not, I, I do agree with the sentiment. And I think a lot of fans will say, like, it's all well and good making YouTube videos, and I and I get it. Yeah. And this isn't even a slight on 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 L or any other player, but we're at a point now where we need wins. Yeah, and I'm at a point where I'm scraping the fucking barrel for any sort of positive. <laughs> and he's a positive. He's the least of our worries. Yes. Just on the point of now, just to, just to finish on that piece, Jack is we've tried to replace him. Yeah? yeah, they've signed wingers to replace him and spent significant yeah? money. Daniel Farker didn't like him, mm. is my honest comment. So he's shifted him because, by the way, he's got personality and he cares. So he gets pushed out on loan, and actually he's come back. He's fought his way in there. Fair fucks. Do you know what's worse than you know? People are saying, "Oh, it, that says it all that we've not, you know, that now we've given an L a new contract and blah blah blah." Well. What about the centre-back situation? How many windows have we had to sign a new centre-back yeah. and we have not done it? Yeah. What about the Alexander Tete situation where since Alexander Tete, we haven't signed a player that can actually break the play down in midfield. Yeah. We just fucking haven't. Yeah. And so, as I've said time after time, he's the least of our worries. But let's get on to more important topics, Jack. Mm. I don't know where you want to go next. Well, I, weather, I, think, board, I think I think to provide maybe context around the season. It was, Connor Southwell tweeted in 2017, Norwich finished the season on 70 points. Uh, that was deemed unsatisfactory and times ahead in a new direction. This season, the maximum Norwich City can get if we win the rest of our games is 68. Norwich fans have made their voices and feelings clear. And I think that's important to provide context around where we're at and where we've been at in previous seasons. I'd also argue in 2017 that the league was far tougher. Mm. I, I, I still, and it's remarkable, we sit here in you know late April with two games left. Yes. And the situation is as dire as it is. And yet we are still three points off the playoffs. And I have to say that because it, the, the, the amount of opportunity wasted, oh, and that's man. a big frustration for me. 
The amount of opportunity wasted in the last couple of weeks has been criminal. Mate, a couple of weeks? A couple of months. All season, And, and, and I look at those players and I think the absolute dream, if you're at this level, is to gain promotion via automatics or to win at Wembley. That is the pinnacle of, of the level we're at at the moment. And I've seen nothing to indicate from any of those yeah, players yeah, yeah. that that is... Uh, that they deem that a realistic outcome. And they have looked defeated yeah. from November. Here is where, yeah, and I don't disagree. The only thing that I would do to maybe stand up for what we've got is that we are paper thin in terms of quality, not in terms of size, because David Wagner chose to actually then get that leaner when he came in. But what normally happens when a team gets promoted or relegated is, is you see quite a lot of changes up and down. These boys have been through two or three promotions and relegations now, right? Mm. And as I said, time after bloody time, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in your career. Your mentality is going to be badly affected by the end of that mm. and what we are left with is a mishmash of players that have been through the ringer that have been through what now three yeah three different gaffers as well yeah with different ideas and different instructions and actually to a certain degree i think well actually the quality players should have we should have kept the quality players rather than selling them obviously um but the ones that we've got should have been supported with actual quality, not with green bananas that might come good in two or three fucking years. Do you know who else I'm pissed off with, by the way? Go on. Verda Bremen. <laughs> They've absolutely pulled our pants down on Mila Rashid's and Josh Sargent. They must be giggling. I'll tell you what, if they're not eating bloody caviar for breakfast in there, if they're, you know, we have pucker pies. If their fans aren't having bloody caviar at half time, then they should there should be an uproar about it. You know, you know It's criminal. They often speak, don't they, about like Chelsea tax, where if Chelsea's in for one of your players, you just whack an extra twenty million on. I think I think probably what's happened with Norwich City is they've gone in for Sargent and they've gone, Oh, I've looked at that track record of, of recent seasons. Let's whack an extra five million on that. I suspect that's happened. Well, don't forget, we were offered Josh Sargent. Mm. We were offered, we didn't come in for him, we were offered Josh Sargent for £5 million and we said no. And then we said no again. And then Daniel Farker makes a phone call saying, oh please Josh, come and be my boy. Mm. It's, it's just for £9 million quid. On Josh, what I would say is he's young still and he has contributed goals and assists and before the World Cup, he looked like he'd, he was actually going to have a really, really good season. And I think all three of those front players can be excused to a degree of just being played in a system that's all over the place. Agreed. Agreed. Um, a quick word on, on Russell Martin. Yeah, go on. You'd be remiss not to, who, who, who started to get things ticking at Swansea. It was mixed emotions, wasn't it, at the end? We, we obviously sit right next to the away end. Um, he came up and it was, it was fascinating watching his behaviour I thought because there was a little clap never really made eyesight he wanted to make it very clear that he was Swansea's manager yeah, he was good. there to do yeah, a job good. and I really yeah. I really rated that and I think I think I think for Russ as well it would have been a nice moment because he may be left on slightly sour terms and I think absolutely yeah considering his career at Norwich City maybe wasn't appreciated as much as he, as he should have been and, and was often the whipping boy 
but there were chants from the Barclay were clearly annoyed and clearly angered. And I think that could have gone one of two ways. The love comes out for Russ or they go dead against him. And, and what we saw was an outpouring of love for Russ. And I thought that was a really nice moment. I am, yeah, so pleased you brought it up. Um, I have got the same sentiment. You know, I am so frustrated by fans thinking that the reason why other th- fans like Russ is because he's a nice guy. No, 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 no. Captain, leader, legend. Mm. And the assists, sorry, not the assists, sorry. Um, The amount of appearances he's made for our football club, what he did and said behind the scenes, people will never realise just how much he did and cares for our football club. Mm. People think that he fell out of Stuart Webber and that is absolute bollocks. They're still on very good terms now to this day. And I know this because I've asked him myself and he's confirmed it to me. And I'm so pleased that the Norwich fans have now looked at Russ Martin's side and gone, oh yeah, actually he is a good football manager. Because mm. before it was, oh, he's just Russell Martin. He can't be that good. Mm. And now they've seen, this is what a Russ Martin did. Good. I'm pleased that a lot of Norwich fans have realised just how much of a clever footballing man Russell Martin is. And I'm pleased that he acted the way he acted. I was so worried, Jack, that he was going to like give it large to the Norwich fans yeah, because, yeah. of course... It would have been be, easy to do. Uh, it would have been an arsehole thing to do, but it would have been easy considering the amount of abuse he's had online and other bits and bobs as well. Um, but no, really happy for us. Good on him. Wish him all the best of luck in the playoffs. I really, really do. Well, I don't. will they get playoffs? Possibly. If they get playoffs. We could still get yeah. playoffs. Um, no, they were a nice side to watch. Let's get on to Twitter questions because I suspect there's going to be a lot of... Well, but we just definitely need to make sure that we talk about Stuart Weber and the board I in think, these questions. I think, having skimmed through them, there's enough about them. Before we do that, we must say, Lakens are still proudly sponsoring us. They're going nowhere. Well done to all of you that got your hands on the deal on Wednesday yes. night. Plenty of uh, bottles being shipped out of the brewery. 20% off remains. The discount code is in the description. And also, Chris, we do a weekly newsletter. Yes, we do. Uh, and it's genuinely got some nice nuggets in. Um, we construct that with those guys. And there's loads of extra discount codes. You can find out how to uh, subscribe to that in the description. It's completely free. Um, where shall we start? Let's start with the top question okay. um, that I'm seeing. And it's from Cam. Yeah. And Cam asks, or not asks, this is looks like somewhat of a statement. But we will respond to it. Yep. Omabama Delhi is overrated. Ooh. Decent enough, but nowhere near the level that some make him out to be. Putting too much pressure on his shoulders. Inexperience shining through. Nowhere near the level Godfrey was at when he entered the fray. People are only now realising how much we miss Hanley. I think there's a lot to deconstruct there. And I, yeah. and I would agree with Chunks. I think what I want to make crystal clear is that I really like Big Andy and I think he's got a really bright future. But I think we are in a position with him. I think we're in a position with Liam Gibbs and maybe a couple of others, but they're the two that stand out where, like Cam says, they've had way too much pressure thrown on their shoulders and they are probably performing at a level that they should be expected to perform at their age and with their experience. Mm -hmm. And... That, like we shouldn't be they they shouldn't be the two that that are, are expected to lead this team forward but at the moment it does and there's a theme in this podcast chris where everything keeps coming back to recruitment i i honestly can't believe we've we've found ourselves in a position where we're relying on a 
how old was Big Andy? 20, 21? Yeah. On a 20-year-old centre-back and an equally young midfielder mm. okay. as the spine in a team that we expect to go up. It shouldn't be allowed and it's mm. really, really poor that we find ourselves in this position. We will come back definitely to the recruitment side because actually linked to the recruitment is, of course, the amount of money that they've got to recruit, which we'll come back to in a minute. I wholeheartedly agree with Cam's point on Grant Hanley. Mm. And I'll hold my hands up because I I definitely, definitely think that he's got a big mistake in him. I do, I'll be honest. But what I've realised is that big mistake is not worth the, what we're getting at the minute. And I think what we've seen is... And I don't, I don't think it's Hanley, I think it's McLean as well. I think it's one of those two. McLean is so key. I You... you if Hanley's in there and if McLean's in there, you just don't collapse like we did. And we are against collapsing. Borough and against Swansea, and I think we find yeah. a way to win against QPR. Yeah, of course. And but, you know, but, it, it, it takes not having someone to realise what you're missing out on, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and by the way, I know that Cam's a friend of the channel and always contributes and engages with us, which is fantastic. So I really appreciate that. I would aggressively disagree with your comments on Big Andy though I think in what sense uh, uh, all of it um, I, 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 I would agree in the sense he's overrated from this from this standpoint Chris no way you're 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 no you my words I'm saying he's overrated I'm not saying he's a bad player but the and this happens with every young player this happens with every young player and and what I'm saying is Norwich fans put them on such a pedestal, and we're guilty of it. No, he'll have one, he'll have one good performance, and we're acting like he's the next England captain. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We all are. Irish, Irish, or English. He's probably got an English granny or something. He's not. He's he's too good for England. Um, but I would say, yeah, I'd say we've put him on too much of a pedestal. I don't think he's as good as some have made out. Yeah, but that's not his fault. When did I say it was his fault? Look, the thing with Big Andy is. Uh, seriously, he is a key component. He's he's one of our sellable assets, by the way. So even if you think about it from a commercial point, it's there. As much as if Chelsea are watching, he's absolutely world class. As much as <laughs> as much as people are saying, you know, you know, he's not a captain or a leader. I disagree. I think he's a captain in the making, one hundred percent in the making. Without, key word there, yeah, yeah, of course. But 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 good. I'm pleased that Wagner's given that responsibility. He bloody deserves it. Okay. Um, he's got those qualities. He's fast. He's strong. And don't get me wrong, at the moment, like all of the players, they're making mistakes and getting caught out. Again, similarly to an L, Big Andy is not a problem. He is not a problem. We have got so many fires on and off the pitch of this football club. Cam, Big Andy, he is not a problem. Fair enough. He's uh, a Matty, player. Matty Blowers, um, to bring the mood down further. Matty's got a rant. How many rants are there? There must be at least 50 rants oh, that have been submitted this least. week. Matty's got one of them. Go on then. The absolute audacity of Stuart, of David Wagner to Ooh. tell one of the best fan bases in the country that Weber cares more than them. Don't think... Anyway, I'll continue. Read the room, says Matty. Smith lost the support with comments exactly like this. Yeah, I do agree. After another spineless performance, the only people not at fault are the fans. Yes. When will they learn? As I, always, I, I've got a point. They're not learning. I've got a point here to add, Matt. In I think when Norwich are losing, 
it's very easy to just jump on everything, right? And I think one of the other things that got jumped on really quickly that maybe didn't deserve it was this innovation award. Like, I'm not going to go into it, but I thought the comments were a bit crass from some. Right. Because it, they they deserved to win it for what they did. Yeah. And that was around mental health and the kit launch, of which they nailed. David Wagner said something like, there's not a single man in this club that cares more than Stuart Webber. Yeah. I think that's being taken slightly out of context. I think there's a slight language barrier thing here. I think what David Wagner's essentially said is, Stuart Webber really cares. What I don't think he meant was he cares more than the fans. And I, he didn't even say that. I think this has yeah, been taken out of yeah, context. I, and yeah, if there's one thing... I didn't think about it like that. That's a I good think point. if there's one thing that I took from our sit-down with Wagner and his philosophy was that the fans are crucial the, to what we're doing. The fan feeling and making... You know, I, 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 I think... I, I get why people are angry about it. I think there's been a big issue caused from not a lot. That's my opinion. Maybe a heat of the moment thing. Maybe. My two things on it is it probably is a yellow card. I think it is a yellow card offence. You can't say that. You can't. There's no excuse. After a result like that, um, and it's not just a result like that, it's, it's results before that that were equally as embarrassing. The thing that I would say is has David Wagner been told everything about everything in terms of all of the snidey, pokey remarks that Stuart's made towards the fans in the press? I doubt he has. Mm. I, d- I doubt he has. I really do give David Wagner the benefit of the doubt on this comment. And and on and of course, you know, on, on the on the Stuart Webber point, like, of course, you know. He has done so much for the club, obviously. Obviously. There's so many things behind the scenes, obviously. We know that. Um, but I do want to you know, make it very clear on that comment that obviously the fans care more because from the first day, more or less, that he'd come in, he'd said, I won't be here forever. You know, I'm going to do what I can and then you know, I might move on. And that's fair. And that's, you know... But it just shows that obviously we are going to be here forever. You know, we're going to be here. Jack and I are going to be here when we're 95. Oh, bloody hope not. Well, we're out, do you're out. <laughs> <laughs> we're still going to be moaning. Um, and also, of course, he held talks with, with Chelsea in October last year. So that comment is obviously wrong. And I do agree with you, Jack. I think it has been jumped on a bit unfairly. But I do empathise with why fans are jumping on stuff because... Because of everything that's going on. And and this shit happens when your upper echelons don't speak. Things get thrown out of context. Um, let's get a question in from go on. Willis. Okay, go on, Willis. Willis says, question, how do we come back from this? I genuinely see dark days ahead. Yes. Especially with all the no money talk. Yes. I know there will be player sales, Rashica, maybe Sarah... Um, because they've been okay this season. Rashid's are on loan, of course. Um, maybe Aaron's as well, but honestly don't see them going for much. Yeah. You you spoke about the, the financial implications of not going up this season. I think that's been a big concern for me is like, we talk about wholesale rebuilds. Yeah. What do you need to do that? We need cash. Yeah. And you need people to want to buy your assets. We did a lot of this in the previous pod around the mathematics of... We've got four sellable assets. They're, they might be worth 10 million quid max each, maybe, but that's being very generous. 
we've had a 10 million quid loan we've already swallowed up the parachute payments more or less as well from the from from the season that's just gone now um i'm told that we that we've taken out loans we're up shit creek ladies and gents and willis is right mid-table mediocrity beckons unless the atanasios seriously help us out mm. um and by the way i don't fan these teams coming down from the premier league the gap's only going to get bigger like it, 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 this is a big summer for norwich city mm. and it's like a summer that could define the next three four seasons i'd say mm. On um, Wednesday's watch along, we played a game of what would you rather be doing than watching Norwich City? And Chris has got a lovely one here. Chris on. says, um, my mum turned to me uh, towards the end of the first half and said, I could have been cleaning the oven instead of watching this. <laughs> Great advert for Norwich City. I love that. Oh my um, God. Let's turn the, turn the table slightly, Chris. Okay. Let's get a positive. From, there is a positive. And, and this is a man who I look at and go, no wonder he's found a positive because this is his name. Yeah. Ben Maxwell Hislop. Wow. And I look at that, that name, go, name if you've got a name like that, you don't you think negatively. Ben yeah. says, um, question, am I the only person with still hope that we might get into the playoffs? Lots of teams have to play each other in and around us and the top four, so we've still got a chance. Ben. You, Only three points off. No, 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 no. Have to play back, pull them. They're basically look, down. I know these were 25% off during our watch along. You have had too many. Put your phone down. If, if, it's if, done. It's dead. If I'd have told you at the start of the season it's that Norwich happening. would be three points off with two games to play, yeah. you'd go, okay, we've still got a chance. No, I'd say that is a disgrace. <laughs> Why the hell are we not in the top two? Ben, I admire your optimism. Nonsense. And I suspect you are probably the only one with hope left. Um, this... Imagine being at Wembley. Yeah. Let's just in a different universe. We get ourselves to Wembley. Will yeah. we be? Will we be chanting Weber out there at Wembley? Yeah. <laughs> when we're like, lifting the trophy. Could you imagine that? That's obviously not going to happen. But speaking of that, I'm pleased you brought it up. We have to address this. Um, it cannot be swept under the rug. And for those of you that weren't at Carrow Road, well done. Just how? Yeah, well done. First of all. <laughs> It does feel like a chore at the moment, but you go, don't you? You, you go with go. hope, don't you? Um, the chants were louder, much louder. We want Weber out, sack the board, Delia sell the club. Um, particularly the Weber out one was punchy. This isn't a vocal minority on Twitter with a bed sheet, to quote, Stuart, this <laughs> oh, yeah, is he did say that, didn't this he? is vast. This is probably now seventy to eighty percent of Car Road of those that were left. <laughs> yeah, because by the way, that that for me was a what made that the, the the saddest day for a long time was the amount of people that left. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, in all my days reporting North City. Yeah. Looking around, obviously, when the first goal went in, even then, yeah. gone. Red card, so many people left. Yeah. And as I think Michael Bailey said, and he's got quite a good vantage point, we're quite low down, really. We're on the side, so we can't really take it in as much. We've got a great big pillar in our way to our left as well. But I think Michael Bailey said it was only a quarter full at the end. Yeah, so that's um, right. Well, I went down at half-time to get a beer and 
like I stayed to watch the 45 minutes. I went straight to there, no queue, got myself a bit. Everyone was either drinking down there and they and they yeah. remained down there because when I came back up for the start of the second half, no one left the concourse. They just wanted to have a chat with their mates and have a beer and, mm. and, and, and fair play to them. I, I think the, um, what was I going to say? I think the, what sums up the farce we've got ourselves in best was Michael when he said, it's all well and good chanting we want Weber out. There's one person that can sack him, and that's his wife. How have we got ourselves in this position? Well, be, uh, because the board agreed to it. And is that a healthy position to be in, where the only <sighs> person that can realistically hold you to account is someone you married? I think. I think. You in any organisation, you need people that put what I would call positive positively challenge you mm. so if you say Chris we're going to do a podcast next week with Darren Bent mm. I'd say fuck off not a chance of my interviewing Darren Bent mm. right for all the obvious reasons yeah. okay Ipswich player not that Darren's a nasty guy or anything um, but so you need people in the room that are positively challenging and they haven't replaced Ben Kensel and losing Ben Kensel as much as people want to pin BK8 on him um, was was a big big day for our football club because I know that he made sure that he challenged um, and by the way I, I do also want to you know in the spirit of attempted balance I think because of the maybe not lack of communication but just how bad and frail and fragile things have got and ill-tempered and distraught and angry I think people think that these guys don't care that they aren't doing their Who jobs. Who are we referring to? I'm referring to Stuart Webber. I'm okay. referring to Zoe Webber. I'm referring to the board. I think on the on the board, which we'll probably talk to in you know, more levels with, with Delia Michael and Jones, we respect what they've done. They've saved our bacon so many times. They'll be always remembered as, as legends of this football club. But facts are, they are elderly now and they've lost their oomph their mojo i'm not saying they've lost their care and i and i want them to be involved in the club still because i think they 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 provide that soul that all football clubs lack these days i like the fact that we've got that but just naturally with age they've lost their oomph and their 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 energy and you know so going back to that situation of who sacks him zoe well yeah but that's on the board the board allowed that to happen so does it get to a point, Chris, where Stuart goes, I've done all I can, I'm off, because this is now becoming damaging to my future career I, I, I've seen this banded about, and if I was on the amount of money that Stuart Webber was on, there's not a chance that I would be saying cheerio. Okay. Where it, where it obviously stops and where it goes too far is what he has already and I'm pleased he said this, by the way, because it is wrong. I think he went on the Training Ground Gurus podcast and he said that people were abusing him in the streets and stuff, and obviously that's wrong. Um, and then that is where I would protect my family and, I was, and I'd resign. Um, but I don't believe it's at that point yet. Okay. Chaz Tats has a simple fix for the football club. Okay, go on. He says, this is the list of things we need. This yep. is the simple fix. We need new owners, a new sporting director... A new striker on a free that can score 35 goals. The second coming of Emi Buendia. 
a Max Aaron's replacement, a competent centre-back, and a right winger right. who's actually wi- yeah. a winger, and a partridge in a pear tree. There you go. That's all we need to yeah, do. Yeah, that's comment of the podcast, by the way. Well done, Chaz Tats. And I, yeah, but, but, but by the way, doesn't that's, this is what we've said. There are so, this isn't a black and white situation. I think people thought, just get rid of Dean Smith. To be fair, we did say a bit of this at the time. People thought, oh, Wish just, I hadn't. just get rid of Dean Smith and then it will fix all of our problems. Well, this was my, this was. That was never the case. I don't, I don't want to bring up Dean Smith. Like I've been, you know, hammered enough and to a degree, like fine. I probably deserved it. But my point all along was, like, the problems run deeper. Of course. And I actually think, compared to who was out there, and I actually think we've got one of the better ones in Wagner, like, Smith was one of the more competent. Like, the style didn't help. His comments didn't help. He wasn't the right fit for Norwich City. But as we've already seen with, like, if we're going off pure data and there's caveats to all of that, like... He did a better job than Wagner's doing. If we're looking at it from that level, but look, I don't want to speak about Smith, okay. and it was the right reason Obvious, he went. Obviously, and it was the yeah. wrong fit. And but yes, the problems ran deeper. Correct, but or or even the problems ran deeper. I'd maybe just even just change the wording of that. There's so many fires to put out. It's not just a case of you know because now it's sack Stuart Webber, get him out of our club, right? But that's not going to fix all the problems. Oh God, and, there's a lot to fix. And. I um um I I also understand that I know that in and around the training ground and at the football club that if Stuart goes, <laughs> a lot of other people are gonna be thinking, Cough, this isn't good news mm. because they really respect Stuart and they work with Stuart, right? And so this is where there's a clear disconnect and divide between the fans and the football club the staff you've got two they're so separate you've got two functions going in different ways I thought I thought when you brought up the training ground you were going to say the the vegetable patch of infection or something don't start me on that the potatoes have have not been harvested don't start me on that Um, I was at there was actually another one in here about the media which we've all said before like obviously you need to be having a better relationship with the media obviously and I think but I do think this is once again you know should be should be talked about Norwich City, if they want any chance of getting fans on board, need to utilise their the journalists that cover the football club. Because what will happen is, and we've already seen it start to happen, influential voices in this space. I look at Rob Butler, Michael Bailey, respectable, good professionals. Yeah, will start to turn. The Norwich City fans, to be clear, and they have turned, and that is a dangerous position to be. Because all of those people who I've just listed, mm. Connor, Paddy, whoever, hold a, a, a vocal mm. and a influential voice in this space. It's just, he's just daft. Let's lighten the tone just quickly. Um, El Mago, I think I've pronounced that right, um, on Twitter says, would you rather climb a mountain with Weber or cook a four-course dinner with Delia? Oh, Delia. I'd, I, would, I would love to cook with Delia. To be fair, I would... I would be up for, I mean, I, I, every now and then I'm up for a mountain. I Beast say and every bump. now and then I've, I've climbed two in my life. Gas Scar- Hill. Scarfell Pike and Ben Nevis. But um, I, I think you, that's a very exclusive offer there. Four course oh, with Delia. I'd love that. Although I think it would be a 12 course tasting menu personally, but there we go. Um, we've spoken about Wagner already in response to Shakespeare Canary, but thanks for your question. Um, <laughs> I like this from Hubbard. And Hubbard has just accepted 
<laughs> accepted fate. He's just gone statement. I've accepted my lot and we may just be a run-of-the-mill, bang-average, middle-of-the-table team. Oh, yeah. And, and Hubbard's, you know, Hubbard, I, I suspect, is, is sat at home Fine, this evening with his glass of Rioja, watching the telly, going, I'm not angry. I'm, I, I will enjoy watching this mid-table championship side. And maybe we can all take a leaf out of Hubbard's book and go, you know what? There's no point in caring. We're shit and we will accept it. And I tell you what, Hubbard's probably a lot happier than all of us. Um, you what, can't be disappointed if your expectations are bang what, average. What's the word? Is it apathy? Apathy, yes. I I know that riled Dean Smith up, mm. but I think it's true. I'm apathetic. I think yeah. we are at the point now where fans don't care. Do you know one of the things I would say, and I would be very, very punchy with, the Norwich City Football Club top brass are extremely lucky. There are 20 thousand Norwich City fans 20,000 Norwich City fans that despite the shower of shite that we've consumed this season have decided to renew their season yeah, tickets it's remarkable Chris yeah. our support is phenomenal and don't get me wrong the atmosphere has been like a morgue and I'm not escaping that but they're lucky because I think that these 20,000 fans are almost saving the, the football club's blushes because other football clubs that are in the same sort of, um, I say this, well, how do I mean this? They've Bracket. been they've been in the Premier League. Like they've a come Stoke, down, West Brom. Yeah, exactly. Even Swansea. Yeah. A Stoke, a Swansea, a West Brom. What starts to happen at these football clubs, when it's shite, they don't turn up. Mm. And don't get me wrong, the Blackpool game, obviously there'll be a big knock on the attendance. Maybe that will, maybe there won't be as much of a knock as I'm saying because obviously it's Timmy Pukki's last game at the football well, club. Well, we get to wave goodbye to the likes of Isaac Hayden who've had a huge impact this season. Anyway, my point is, they're very, that was a bit random, I know, sorry. They're so No, lucky. no, I think, I think it's spot on. Most office. football clubs now, in our situation, there would be protests, yeah. people wouldn't be turning up and, and people would be much worse than they are. I want to read this out from at ginger underscore canary. They go by the Norfolk Sonic on Twitter. And they say, seeing as you guys have had Weber on the podcast in the past, any chance you can have a go at convincing him to come back? After all, him and all the heads up at the club need to stop hiding from the media and communicate more with the fans. I think the point I want to make on this, Jack, is we're now at the stage where many fans... And also, I was listening to the Pinkins podcast today, by the way, which is a really good listen. And Paddy, uh, it was a, it was a what I've called a Paddy punch, Paddy Davitt, for those of you that, that don't know who Paddy's Paddy's thrown a right to. hook, has he? Um, and he's Wouldn't like, want to get in a fight with Paddy. We need accountability, and we need another, we need another Stuart Weber front up, right? But what he's saying is, it needs to be from, from what I deciphered, anyways, that it needs to be done. With an external yeah, and not a polished internal. Absolutely. The problem with that is that if they do it external, I have a funny feeling <laughs> that Stuart will lose his top and he will. It will be. But, but will, that's what we need get, to see. In a funny sort of way, yeah, because it would show that he cared more. Uh, maybe. I think all fans want Chris. I, I know he cares. That's not what I mean. It would show passion all, for change. All we need is we need to see an interview conducted where you know that the, the questions haven't been vetted. Yeah. Nothing's been edited out. Yeah. And they're, they're held to account. We are, we are, and we, and we can't forget, like, this is a business. Like, we need to hear from 
Yes. We need to hear from the top brass. But the only thing I would then also um, contradict is that we've had these interviews now at the end of every season for what, the last three seasons, I think. Mm. And it's sort of like, well, actually, we keep doing these interviews. But internally. And things don't change. Internally. And we, and we haven't heard, we haven't heard um, the message communicated for a while. Uh, what's better than one half? Two know. halves. It's half half. Back with uh, another question. At half likes trains. Half says, question. Yeah. Does this current Norwich side beat the current Ipswich town side? Oh, for God's sake. I was really hoping. I was really hoping that they wouldn't be brought up. And I'll be really honest. There'll be Ipswich fans watching this because we like to watch the Ipswich podcast when they're I don't. In- I don't. I don't give a fuck about them. I like. I like listening to Radio Suffolk after like they just lost. I don't give all. a shit. I literally don't care. I literally couldn't care. If, I just don't care. About this them. is you getting defensive because you think Ipswich will beat us. I'm not saying anything because I am in a position, unfortunately, where things will get clipped up, put on the internet, and will be thrown against me. Okay. Now, even by saying that, people will know where my head is at. I will with answer the question, to that team Down the road. I will answer the question. If this current Norwich side faced up against the current Ipswich side right now, they would beat us. And it's not even a question for me. And I tell you the reason it's not a question for me, mentality. Imagine, imagine that side in a derby match. They would crumble, utterly crumble. Jaden on Twitter says, Blackpool at home is going to be so toxic. Just glad there's only two games left of this shit season. Uh, it's it's think... going to be a strange game because, because Chris, <laughs> I know you're not going to like me saying this, we could be going into oh, that. Jack, get a grip. We could, Jack, mathematic... get a grip. You're not honestly, you're not really. Mathematically, we could still have a chance of the Jack. playoffs. I'm just giving you facts. You're talking out of your shite pipe. I'm telling you the maths. You're talking. You can't argue with numbers. No, 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 no. no. I think we might need to win that game, and we could be on the way. Blackpool will be toxic because of the situation that we're in. However, it's Teamy Piggy's last game, so I think the club will get away with it being too toxic. Imagine if we get in the playoffs. We're not going to get in the play. (laughs) We are not going to get in the playoffs. Seriously, we're not going to get. In the this is a good question from Lee Jones. Go he on. says, after Sam McCallum's red card, yeah. I want to know, what's your favourite Norwich City red card of all time? Has to be Darren Huckabee against Ipswich for me. Favourite red card? Favourite red card? Time. I'll tell you an absolute classic red card. I think of some. Gary O'Neill away at Stoke. Stinker. Oh my God. Stinker. By the way, having an absolute st- yeah, flying. stormer with... With the Bournemouth boys, yeah, by fun. the way. Um, I can't even think of any red cards. For me, it's it's Gary O'Neill. That was a, yeah, that was an absolute stinker, Shocker. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Maybe one. you could say the Paul Lambert um, red cards. Maybe that, that was, was that was the most enjoyable. That was classic. yeah, that was a nice one. Um, all about opinions has sent us a rant, and they say, I believe we are almost exactly where we were six years ago now under weather. There's been highs and lows, but ultimately we failed over the period. Now we're going to experience some pain at the club unless someone gets a grip of the situation quickly. Well, uh, I think the... Uh, That's a great question. People, It's a, it's a great rant. Um, yes, 
positionally in the table, we are back where we were. Well, actually, according to Connor's stat that we read out earlier, points-wise, we're worse. Yeah. Um, but infrastructure. We have to be fair. People won't like to hear it. Infrastructurally, for the future of our football club, we are in a much better position. However, on the pitch, one of the things that was mentioned. This is again, and um, what do you call it in your journalist? Quote, quoting verbatim, is that a thing? Yeah, what does yeah. that mean again? Quoting word for word. Roughly. Oh, oh I'm not quoting verbatim <laughs> then. But Stuart Weber basically said something like, the previous regime yeah. up the wall, yeah. did something up the wall with the money. Now, that's exactly what he's done. Yeah. No, um, I, think it's, I think it's a great point. So, and, yes. Um, my boring response to that that no one wants you? to hear. Boring? Yeah, I know. Shock. Um, is that cycles occur in football every five or six years and often teams just end up back in a similar place. We're at the end of a cycle. And we? I think, I think annoyingly, 10th in the championship based on spend is probably where we deserve to be. And That is so boring. Oh, it's horrible. You are boring. It's horrible. And I think, I think, if, you, I think if you're going off of uh, infrastructure, spend, wage... I would probably say we are the roughly 30th biggest club in the football league. And that's where we are. Um, but to respond to the second part of God, that, that's depressing, around um, unless someone gets a grip of the situation quickly, again, Atanasios. Atanasios. I, I think what I would say, I've seen a few people, I was chatting to someone in the Poe after game of, like, of, of them saying we're in a real relegation scrap next season. Again, we have to take zoom ourselves out. Yeah. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, um, I don't think we will be, and I and I and I don't think it's as bad as some are making out. But I think we should prepare ourselves for mediocrity next season. But I don't think we'll go down. What? We're not going down. I think some people have said that we're not and... going down next year, okay, Jack. Good. We're not going down. But nice. mid-table mediocrity beckons, unless. We, I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. I mean, look, we, we, we've seen sides do it before where they sign the players and they get it all right. But as I've already highlighted, I don't believe that we will get it right. It, but what I would say to give people a small smidgen of hope Go on. is, I don't know, how long ago was it? Six weeks ago? Maybe not even that long. We'd just beaten Millwall. We were there. The how that's, that's actually annoyed the me. Atmosphere you was jubilant. Oh, Hopes oh. were high. We were hopeful that we turned the corner. We were seeing... things can turn very quickly in football. Yeah. On the flip side to that, if you're a pessimist, you'll be you'll be shouting at the screen and going, "Well, Jack, if things can turn quickly, they could also go the other way, and we could be in League One. That could happen." Yes. What and... I'm saying is, Chris, all it takes is a couple of players signed that that work well, a couple of good results. And us two will be sitting here stupidly saying Europa League football in a few seasons. I, 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 I wish I could agree, but I disagree, Jack. Just that is act because for a moment. No, no. Because what we have got now, and it's what well, we've had it all season, to be fair, if not the season before, the feeling around the club, the fans, the hierarchy, the disconnect with the media... Everything is so fragile on and off the pitch mm. and with the supporters. So if something goes wrong, boof, yeah. we're not going to get back up off the canvas again. We can't bounce back anymore. So so actually, effectively, if we don't make big 
big changes. Like I'm talking, we need to knock down the conservatory and start building a like a proper extension on our house. Mm. Get rid of the fucking ex- 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 conservatory. Mm. No one likes a conservatory. We did that at the training ground. Get it gone. Yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. And build a proper building. Mm. Yeah. We need big changes. If not, it's just going to be paper over cracks again. I worry that people inside the club think that by just signing a couple of players and winning games, this all changes. We're not at that point anymore. And We're think, beyond it. We have mm. to make big, brave decisions and changes. And by the way, I'm not even just talking about the the hierarchy or you know Stuart Weber or I'm actually talking in the stands. Safe standing. Where's that gone? Where's the singing section? We need big changes at this football club to actually change. If not, we're just doing the same. We're just drifting. We are just drifting like a cold bag of shit. I'm fed up of it. I think you raise a really good point in terms of, and you're spot on when you say, we're only ever like two defeats away from complete meltdown. And that's a really dangerous position to be in. And you can see how we've got to this stage because the reason the Daniel Farker era was worked so well for the period it did in the championship was even after defeats particularly in the Premier League I remember that relegation and even I remember coming down with Alex Neal yeah and and fans were still very supportive yeah it's because of a few things there was a message clearly communicated from the hierarchy yeah there was a clear playing style and there was a recruitment method in place where you sign a certain type of player all of those things have now gone yes so you are only ever a few weeks away from meltdown and that's not sustainable yeah because even if you have a season like Burnley there's going to be a couple of weeks where things aren't going well and you're in a position yeah. where you are constantly one swipe of the match yeah. away from the whole house going up. So, and it's you can't progress with a mindset like that. And again, Atanasios. We you know, we are praying they I'm I, I, I'm very, very confident that it's already done. Um and I'm suspecting it'll be announced in the next few months. Okay. Um but but then that will unlock more belief again but at the moment without that change from the top because this is the thing this is the thing that i always that i I also believe with regards to stuart weber right although the recruitment has been poor again apart i like the look of gabriel sarah i also think nunez next season will be a player but i can't really name any other signings i'm buzzing about for the last two seasons apart from those two I say buzzing. I, obviously, I love I love Sarah, um, but still not quite there. He's only just turned on, really, if you think about it. Um, but my point is, other sporting directors, they can take more risks because they've got more money to spend. So it goes to the top. And as much as you know, you know, it hurt. It hurts me to be you know down in the dumps about two exceptional custodians of our football club in Delia Smith and Michael Wynne-Jones but that's just where it's at football is football is broken on so many levels we need serious amount of money to even stand a chance of competing I think that's a really good point to end um, a lot of the other questions were on a similar line so I hope we answered yours or at least answered it in a, in a roundabout way um, the, the amazing thing is here Chris is we haven't actually spoken about our next two games and I think 
Well, doesn't that say everything Anno- to you? Annoyingly, we are in a position where even if we win the next two, the, the sentiment will probably remain the same at the end of this season. And if we, if, that's if, a damning indictment of the way it's gone. Yeah, and even if we do win the next two, we will get absolutely battered in the playoffs. We will. That is just where we're at. So, yeah. Anything to look forward to other um, than mid-table mediocrity well, and a, and a well, season of uh, a lifetime of rotting in the championship? Ooh, be careful. Um... Well, the Michael Nelson podcast was dropped. Yeah. He's a cheery bloke. Go and watch that. Impressive he's, beard. Yeah, he's got a hell of a beard. He looks like a weathered fisherman, does yes. Michael Nelson. But one of those, like, not weathered in a bad way. Like, cool, you've had a good day's work and yeah, you look well yeah, for Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so Michael Nelson, of course, scored that iconic goal at the Valley to make sure that we bounced back to the championship at the first time of asking. And, 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 and annoyingly with that goal is it made... Like, time has gone so quickly. I was like, oh, that was, what, six years ago? And what were you, four? It was 15 years ago. What? Was it 15 years ago? 2008, wasn't it? Blooming heck. Anyway, Michael Nelson's out. And also... Or 2009. Or 2000, it might have actually been 2010. It was 2010. I've strategically booked these podcasts at this time. I was like, I wanted to make sure I got loads back-to-back because I was thinking this season might... Who's next? Might peter out Stuart (laughs) Webber? But there is a there is a brilliant in my opinion, there's a brilliant podcast coming up. I've actually forgotten when we were so if this it's is the end of this week. The end of this week. So once we've lost to West Brom, we'll drop this. We'll drop this podcast. And it's with a Norris City legend, really intelligent guy. Any clues? Um humble. Uh any clues? Give us one. Uh oh, can I think of a quick clue? Um I can't. You'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait. But you'll enjoy it. It'll lift your spirits. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. A reminder, you can pick up Lakin's discounted. The link's in the description. And if you want to offset the beer drinking, uh, we are partnered with Prep King as well. Uh, they're yes. really brilliant. The discount codes for them are in the description. We'll be back soon for another podcast. Yes, and we are really interested in getting your thoughts and feelings and feedback on this podcast. Let us know about your opinions off the back of what we've said, what's right, what's wrong, what you would challenge, what you want to change at the football club moving forwards. Really, really want to hear from the fans. And um, yeah, because we, we, we want to talk about everything, right? Yeah. I think I want to maybe, sorry, just one last bit. Um, we have received criticism lately, as we always do, um, but it was we're happy clappers and we just pander to the clubs to get access, which is just absolute bollocks. Um, as you might have realised if you've watched this podcast all the way through. Um, So, yeah, let us know what you think. We want to make sure we cover everything is the point. I think we've done it tonight. I think we've done it. sure we've missed something. Probably, but we'll cover it in the following part. Good to see you. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye-bye.